0: the mess it up podcast where we take your mess and turn it into a message and now here's a bowtie guy wait 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 okay and welcome to the mess it up podcast <laughs> that was a dr pepper with uh cream soda uh it was not anything nefarious or decidedly adult Uh, And that was our guest today, which is Big Squatch. Welcome back. I'm glad to be back. The Recovering Sasquatch. You can find him at therecoveringsasquatch.com throughout the week, typically on Friday, but he's not opposed to posting something on a not Friday as well. Uh, So uh, welcome to the show, Kevin.
1: I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Excited
0: about this. Glad to have you. And that is what we call me getting a text from Bev, so I'm going to go ahead and mute the computer now um and uh you know this is the mess it up podcast and being that it's the mess it up podcast we need to have a word of the week and our word of the week as last week was and the next several weeks through september 19th i'm covered thanks to listener kevin uh because uh he got me all set up with words of the week and this week the word of the week is "apropos," which I love, and that means just referring to uh, or about. And um, you might hear uh, the it's a common phrase "apropos of nothing." You know, so referring to nothing when people just come in with a non sequitur. But this uh, is a, uh, a a podcast that is apropos of celebrate recovery because Kevin went with us to see our summit this week, so we're going to talk about that. Um, And uh, I know we talked about it in last week's show with Bev, but I didn't get a chance to talk with Kevin. So I'm talking with Kevin. If you don't wanna hear about CR Summit, you know what you can do? You can just stop the show and wait until next week. But I'm thinking you're gonna get a lot of good stuff out of this because uh, I'm excited to hear Kevin's reflections as well um, on this. You know how to give us uh, your support. You know how to uh, send the text. You know how to do all that. If you're not sure, go back and listen to some of the other shows, and it will tell you all about our text to give and what we do. Um, It's a little bit of a a sad week for me. Um, And when this show comes out, we will have just closed uh, our prison ministry in California City. That prison is set to be shuttered this year. And so on the 31st, we had our graduation ceremony for our Prison Fellowship Academy. And uh, it's particularly hard for me sad for me because this was the first prison that i got back into this is the one the first one that said yes when i was banging on the door for 14 years trying to get in so uh it's bittersweet i'm glad to see the guys going i've got some guys who are pretty short time uh that will be coming out soon but it's just tough because i have no way of keeping in touch with those fellas um until they get out and and get off parole so Anyhow, a bit of a a, a sad week for us there. We'll probably have a reflection show on that when Bev gets back. She is currently up in Oregon uh, helping Paxton Pantry and Pastor Dan get their house uh, cleaned up so they can move to Texas for their next ministry adventure. Anyhow, we're going to be talking about some stuff with Big Squatch here. He's keeping me company. So buckle up, sit back, turn up the headphones, and uh, here we go with another show. Kevin, uh, you are uh, sort of an interesting position on Summit because we always have first-timers at Summit, and that's my favorite people to take to Summit are first-timers. I love taking Summit rookies. This was your first time in an in-person Summit, but you have been to Summits online because of the fact that with COVID, we stopped doing in-person on the West Coast, and we didn't go out to Texas for them, so we did them over the video. So, you're not going to a complete rookie uh and you had some expectations of what was going to happen that may or may not have been in line with reality but what were your expectations going into this first live summit
1: well essentially i knew i was going to be getting some kind of life-changing talk every summit i've, atten- I've watched online i had a life-changing talk from somebody mm-hmm. i expected that um I was really excited to do the whole in person and feel that energy of the entire room. You know, it's it's one thing to watch it in a room of five people. Yeah, and I felt us get excited when we watched it, but in a room of what had been about four thousand people in that room? Uh, just a little over three thousand. A little over three thousand. Yeah. Either way, yeah. it's a lot for me. It's a lot. That. I was excited for that. Um, I was not excited at the fact that I was going to be spending most of it by myself, Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, and, um, and you were signed up for they, this year, they had uh, a couple of different ways of doing some of it. They had the online, but then they had the, the in-person in the main room, but that sold out so quickly. They also sold what they called overflow, which was down. If you're familiar with the Saddleback campus in their teen area, big, huge building called the refinery, um, and was done in on, on TVs, uh, you know, closed circuit, and, and so that's where you were signed up to watch. Was yes. in the refinery,
1: and even that room, I mean, there was still a couple of hundred of people yeah. in there, it was still that energy, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was still watching on a screen, yeah, you know? yeah,
0: yeah, All so. Right. We went, uh, Bev and I were down there on Monday to help set up, and then we were there for Super Tuesday with the state reps. Kevin came down Tuesday evening, so we took you on campus. That was your first time on campus at Saddleback? It was. So 160-acre campus, a lot of stuff to see there.
1: And leave it to the Sasquatch to not even be on campus for five minutes and find a raccoon.
0: Raccoon, yes. A raccoon on campus in Orange County. (laughs) Uh, So... um, did that match up with your expectations of the size of the campus? And the- no,
1: I had no clue. I, I, I didn't have an expectation of that. I expected a big building that we were going to be meeting in. Yeah. I didn't expect it to feel more like walking on a university than a church.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely like a big college campus for sure. Yeah. Um, lots of space, lots of buildings and, and stuff to do. So, uh, So first day you come in. And uh, we didn't get to go to the pre-registration, so we had to do the registration via the um, uh, the first day, the, the, that Wednesday morning, we had to, to send you for registration. Yeah. So when we did, we wound up with uh, a situation of um, the paperwork that showed or they came through, showed that Kevin was going to be doing Summit online. Uh, not overflow, not in person, not any of that. It was just an online registration. And uh, we knew that that was a problem. We knew that that wasn't what we signed up for, but we had to wait in some lines and get some things figured out. And uh, then we had to, uh, when we got in the lines, the guy was like, yeah, I want to help you out, but do you have a receipt? And so we called and unfortunately it was 7.30 in the morning and the church office didn't open until 9 so there was no one to get our receipt for us and um, so Kevin went to go watch in the refinery
1: and mm-hmm. then, no, wh- where were you watching? Uh, on the outside by the main building. They oh, had that's chairs right. yes. that you didn't need yes. a ticket for. Yes, the
0: chairs outside so we could see through the window uh, and uh, watch all the big kids play while he sat outside uh, watching on TV in a chair. Yeah. and Which I have done before when I had a ticket to someone, I've sat out there just to get some fresh air. And typically that area is pretty packed. But this year it wasn't as packed. But I left Kevin there because then I had to go and sell books at the resource center. So I couldn't even sit with Kevin and allay his nerves. How was that first session or so?
1: Um, up until Pastor Johnny started, he was the one that opened up and was the first uh, I don't know if you want to call it a sermon, a lecture. He was the first speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, up until he started, I was really fighting because, you know, I'm going through my step study this time for self-sabotage. Right. My instincts told me, you know what, screw it. I just, this, I just need to go home. And I was really fighting that urge to just leave. Yeah. Was Be- that blocking everything from coming in? Until Pastor Johnny spoke. And then Pastor Johnny came out with some really sharp pointy sticks uh-huh. and uh, it turned me around like it, it turned it just turned my my mind around um, because he came out with talking about love mm. and he came out talking where you know where Jesus was asked what is the greatest commandment and he talked about what it is with the heart what it is with this the soul what it is with the, uh, the mind and the body. And then I forgot that I wanted to leave. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just sitting there, lost on my own thoughts. Thankfully, I had my prayer journal, so I was writing a lot in, in that. Um, and then I'm just sitting there pondering, and this ugly guy that normally wears a bow tie shows up with two thumbs up, looking all happy. And says, we got it figured out.
0: Yeah, it's, once we got the uh, the receipt there and proved it, they were like, oh, yep, yeah, here he is right here. He's He should be in the refinery. So we got uh, went and got him his, his green bracelet. Mm-hmm. So then you were able to move into the refinery. We still were not able to be with you. Um, was it better, worse, the same, being able to know, okay, at least I've got the spot that I'm supposed to have?
1: It definitely relieved a lot of that. Stress, like I at least knew I had somewhere to go that was in the air conditioning. Air conditioning. <laughs> um, and it was a little nerve wracking because going in there late, everyone's already in there, had no clue what was going on, and <laughs> trying to find a seat. Um, that's not my strong suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jenny comes on, and that again blew my mind. And uh, completely worth it and again I just completely forgot what all of my struggles were yeah yeah you know and
0: I love I love when a message can just teleport me out of my between my ears and take me on the escalator down to my heart. yeah and uh, that's 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 a beautiful thing, um,
1: and I think like that. That whole first day was just a lot of self introspection. You know, starting the day off on that kind of rough spot, mm-hmm. and then getting things turned around. The talks really feeling like they had knew, knew what I was going through, yeah, and it, it just wound up being a a pretty interesting first day with a whole lot of thinking. Yeah. Um,
0: So how did it match up then once you got the gears engaged and the car was rolling down the road? How did it match up to what your expectations were uh, last week before you, you know, came down or anything like that?
1: On one hand, there was a lot of relief because I don't like large groups of people. Mm -hmm. Like Disneyland is a terrifying place for me because I don't like large groups. I don't like that many people. So when I got in the refinery and realized, oh, this is only a couple hundred, I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. This is okay, and you know, and even if I got a little overwhelmed, they had like these really comfortable couches all out just outside, and I can just sit there, and I, I did on that first. That is lunch one break. nice
0: thing about the Saddleback campus is If you're not comfortable where you are, you do have a lot of options on where to go, and they keep, uh, you know, they kept Summit pumping through everywhere any of the rooms mm-hmm. you went into it was on a closed circuit and it and, uh,
1: and it was on the speakers all throughout the campus throughout so campus. everywhere you were going you could listen yeah and that was pretty cool
0: yeah I saw a large outdoor seating area that was sort of covered by uh, you know semi Cloth yeah. hang up and, and seats outside with a big screen. And, and I did spend I time at people that one. I sitting out there, but it did. It was warm mm-hmm. uh, down there in Orange County. So it did get a little bit warm on the outside. Uh, I told Kevin in the first place he was sitting, it was right by their outdoor baptismal pool. I said, well, you know, if you get hot, you can just, you know, jump in the pool and watch from there if you need to. Uh, so he didn't seem to be wet. So I'm guessing he didn't take me up on that one.
1: Well, I thought about it, but I didn't want to get tackled. Yeah. I figured that might be a a problem that would get people's attention for sure.
0: So, um, in looking at, at your summit experience, you've got the networking opportunities with people during the breaks or whenever Mm -hmm. you've got just meeting people and talking, you've got, uh, the resource tent. you've got worship, you've got the messages. Um, what of those really you know we heard that you liked a couple of the messages that you heard? um, how was your experience with the worship?
1: I was jealous I wasn't up there playing with them.-hmm um, I don't know if jealous is the right word, but I love being part of playing worship music, yeah, um, their worship team is phenomenal. it really is, and again. When
0: you're, did they have the same worship team? Because I, I really didn't get a chance to see much. Typically, what they do is every day there's a different worship team.
1: This it's, it's pretty much like they had a couple of people that stayed, like bounced around. The first day was a, I think a completely separate worship team. The second day was a different worship team, and then the third day was kind of a, a mix. Okay, yeah. And in, in years past, they would do the um, Saddleback worship
0: team would do Wednesday, uh, the youth. Saddleback Youth Worship Team would do Thursday and then Friday was done by Saddleback CR Worship Team.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know what worship team was what. I was just impressed with it and there is something special about having that many people together all singing praise. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, even in the refinery its... was that pretty uh, Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. There's just something special about that many people singing praise together. And then
0: day two, you got a special surprise. Tell, <laughs> tell the folks what happened on day two.
1: Day two was definitely different. Um, I was sitting in the refinery, just sitting on a couch, uh, just kind of thinking, trying to... This was before everything kicked off? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin yeah.
0: got the the benefit of riding with us, and we had to be there at 7.30, and the conference started at 8.30, 9 o'clock? 8.30. 8.30. So um, we would get there usually around 7.15, 7.20. So he had a lot of uh, downtime.
1: Yeah. And I spent the first part of that more, uh, day two morning. Uh, I went over and found the uh, mental health champion table and spoke with a lot of them. Got to meet the national director for the mental health part. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty cool. Uh, I got to get a little bit more of the direction that they're wanting this to go. And then I was sitting down, kind of thinking that conversation over, and this lady just starts walking up to me. She's smiling. I'm like, okay. And she asked if I was alone or if I was with a group, and I'm kind of like, yes, to both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I kind of told her why. You know, my group they're working; they have to volunteer to the end, so I am kind of alone for all of this. And she's she hands me a bracelet for the the big room. Yeah, Orange Man gets you into the big room. And uh she was with the group and most of her group was in the, the um what do you call it, the overflow. And she wanted to stay with her group, which I totally get. Um but she's like, I'm not gonna use it and if you would like to go in there I'm like yeah. I almost cried. Um at that moment, like I it took everything not to cry and she's like, just give me a hug. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um and then I got to go be in the big room and even with all my people issues, that was an amazing experience. Worship in the big room there when you're with that many people, it's just so
0: I, I've I've done songs on stage as part of a worship team and I've sung them as part of a congregation. And then I've done them as a worshiper at summit and have songs that just bring me to my knees and just destroy me. And then I'll hear it like on the radio. It's like, it's not having the same impact, but when you've got thousands of people worshiping together, you can't not get a little bit of Holy spirit on you.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's such a powerful experience to sit through that Mm -hmm. just unlike any other. Um, And, and not only that, but like there's one person that anyone who's been part of summit, been to summit, there's one person we all look forward to seeing, seeing her on the screen is still powerful, but hearing Hosanna do her spoken word in person like that? Oh man, like so much better.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Just getting to actually be in that, and and it's it's uh, like it's the almost the difference for
0: this. Of being at a concert and then listening to a live album. You get the excitement yeah. in the live
1: album, but you don't feel. And, and I think it kind of falls along the same line as worship. Yeah. Is you've got even though it's not as uh, obvious as you know. 3,000 people singing mm-hmm. but that energy of 3,000 people in a room all getting emotional over this mm-hmm. that is powerful and it just made, added so much to it and so yeah that was another highlight point. The first time I too.
0: saw her perform I Have a New Name when it was a new piece she brought it out at, at CR Summit and had us stand and everybody in the room was just wrecked uh, oh yeah, because they're just like, oh, this is what my name is now. I am greatly loved. Oh, I am highly
1: favored. I am, you know, son of the king. I, I don't know how many times I've heard it, and she did it again this year, yeah. and I still was wrecked. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: uh, it's it's pretty pretty powerful, pretty powerful stuff. Um, we are going to put a pin in that right now. We'll come back talking about more powerful stuff. But what I want to do is something a little different for us here on the mess it up podcast um we're doing uh uh repeat we have a repeat theme which is summit we did summit last week we're doing summit this week last week we did a mercy me song and guess what this week kevin brought a mercy c mercy me song that he wanted to do uh this is the bright side of broken so we're going to give you about 90 seconds of it back on the other side to talk about that song and more about um, some cool things that happened for kevin at summit so right now, here's Mercy Me and the Bright Side of Broken.
2: the bright side of being broken Is a heart that's busted open With every break, the light will chase the darkness away Yeah, the bright side of being broken Is in the hands that, that are home. we see as a broken mess, Jesus sees a chance to be
0: There you go, Mercy Me, Mercy Me. Uh, this was on their album from a couple of years ago uh, called Inhale Exhale uh, from uh, from 2021. And um, uh, just another great song from Mercy Me. Kevin, uh, when I saw you and we said we we're gonna be recording a show later on, you said, okay, I've got a song, we're gonna do this song. What What is it about this song?
1: the first time I actually listened to the words of this song I almost had to pull over because you know it's a little dangerous to drive when you can't see through the tears mm-hmm. um, because this is what my, what I feel is me I've been broken most of my life and then that Jesus can use me and then also when I talked to you about it we were in the middle of Summit and I don't know how many times I heard that God uses broken people. Mm-hmm. So it just felt like it was, uh, you know, God's telling me you need to talk about this. And what stands out in the lyrics for you? <laughs> I don't want to hear what I'm going through is just a season or that my glass should be half full when it's in a million pieces. I work in mental health. And for me, this one stood out because it's not going to be okay it might be okay eventually and maybe what I'm going through is a season but when I'm in the middle of it when I'm in the heat of that moment that's not what I want to hear mm-hmm. I want to hear that you're there I want to hear that you know if you need anything I'm right here Yeah, that's what I need the, the cliches are they're, they're not as helpful as people think they are.
0: they are to me they're hurtful they can be To me, the cliche says, you're just saying what's supposed to be said, and there's not a feeling behind it. It 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 almost
1: feels dismissive.
0: Yes, yes. I don't want to get involved in your pain. So let me tell you this. I'm going to give you a verse, pat you on the head, and then I'm going to send you away.
1: Yeah. The other part that really stood out to me is, yeah, the bright side of being broken is in the hands that are holding every piece, reminding me... That it's going to be okay. And this is a thought that I had a couple of times. And I had to look up the name of it because I can never remember. But the Japanese have this art called Kintsugi. Where they take broken pottery and fix it with gold. Mm -hmm. And the end result is you have this gorgeous piece of pottery. That maybe started life out as a $30 bowl. It is now worth thousands. Yeah. Jesus is that gold. Yeah. We are broken. And because of Jesus, he uses our brokenness to be beautiful.
0: Yeah. There's a line here that says, what we see is a broken mess. Jesus sees as a chance to be made whole. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's the the line that I underlined in here. I underlined one line, highlighted it, and it's, you know my glass is in a million pieces and so frequently we get shattered hmm. and and that glass just isn't going to hold stuff because it's shattered and, and what it's going to do is those shards not only are they not a glass anymore they're now weapons they can be hurtful yeah. I mean how many times have you dropped a glass and trying to pick it up and clean up the mess you wind up getting hurt yourself and broken hmm. people hurt people hurt people you know, it just happens. And um we we need to be aware that there are so many broken people. I mean, that's one of the things when I'm dealing with prison ministry or celebrate recovery, I have to remind myself when I get frustrated with an individual or a group or whatever, I just have to remind myself, okay. This is the ministry that I have chosen. I have chosen to work with the people. We're all broken, but these are people who have chosen to acknowledge their brokenness and not try to cover it up as much anymore. And so it's gonna be a bunch of glass shards. The pieces will be sharp and sometimes I will get cut, but God will heal me and he'll make that kintsugi to be a beautiful piece of art.
1: And I, I've seen what he's done with my life. And I think that that's a good way to summarize. And I hurt people hurt people. But I think it's hurt people that don't know they're hurt. Hurt people. Because I just spent three days with I don't know how many thousands of people. Every one of them at that summit's broken. Every one of is happy to admit it. Every one of them's fully honest about it. And all I saw at that summit was love. Yeah. So I think our ownership and willingness to admit our brokenness helps put that line to keep us from hurting others as much. Yeah.
0: But we can also get involved just in ourselves and forget the mission. Uh, because, uh, you know, if you're sitting in the worship, yeah, you're going to see a lot of broken people admitting to be broken and, 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 you know luxuriating in it Uh, if you're in the resource tent and people are trying to get uh, a picture with skit guys and they've been standing in the Sun for an hour or they want to buy a book and they don't have the money or they're tired of standing in the long long line or it's too noisy in that tent or there's too crowded or whatever um, why are you sold out of this book? I really wanted it, and I'm here on the last day of summit. And how dare you not? <laughs> you, you you get to see the human side of people um, because we can't always be wonderful, you know. And that's the yeah. whole point of the tenth step is is admitting that we're wrong. You know, when we yeah. are wrong, not if, but when we are wrong, promptly admit it. And even those of us who are in recovery and or who are doing a great job in recovery are going to. Hurt people. You know, I I have to apologize to my wife constantly for things that I do that are just insensitive or selfish uh, that, you know, hurt her in some way. And and it's not that I'm looking to try to hurt her, it's just I get busy being me and forget that I'm we.
1: I get that. I get that. And, And I'm just as guilty of getting lost in my own self. Um, but that was just something what my experience was yeah CR was, it's I've, a beautiful thing to see people just i've never been anywhere that i saw love like that yeah just, yeah
0: it's it's awesome it's awesome that's why i love going you know it recharges refreshes uh i mean it makes me ready for friday night like let's go yeah. let's get some people in here and you know show some love uh because it can be easy on friday night uh, something doesn't work, a microphone's not working, or we're getting feedback, or there's a, a weird, you know, buzz in the system, or the slides aren't working, or there's not enough people, the air conditioner's broken. It can be easy for me to get cranky about something, and then a new person walks in, and I'm just like, hey, I'll be right with you, I gotta fix this right now. And it's like, no, I, I don't need a microphone, I need a person.
1: Well, hopefully, I'm not talking out of church, but that's one reason I love about doing. Our worship practice before like we do because i know i've needed it Mm -hmm. and i know you've needed it yeah and we practice our worship for the night make sure we're addressed and we both walk away from that practice ready to go yeah because it takes our head out of our junk and puts it where it needs to be
0: i have said so many times that frequently the worst part of my week is the half hour before CR starts, and the best part of my week is the half hour after CR ends, uh, because um, I get the reminder of, of what it is, and um, and that's awesome. So uh, thanks for bringing that song. Good job. Um, highlights for you <laughs> at Summit. Uh, there, were, there, there were some things, when you got there, I was, you know, asking you what you were hoping for, and, and you gave me a list of expectations. And
1: no, they weren't expectations; they were just hopes.
0: They were hopes, yeah, hopes, yes. And uh, we got some of them. We did. Yeah, tell us.
1: <laughs> um, I had brought my book from Hosanna Wong because uh, 2021, her talk at the summit and her book literally changed my direction in my recovery in the fact that I was struggling with my story believing my story was enough mm-hmm. and that's exactly what she talked on and because of that I now have the blog I share the poems that I write about my mental health I'm sharing my story in mm-hmm. my own hairy sasquatchy way
0: that blog again is
1: there you go I'm not used to that part, okay? I'm still <laughs> still redneck, you know. But I got to meet her. I brought my book to sign, and then, because I didn't know she was putting out another book, but part of me was like, I don't care about that one yet. I haven't read it. Mm-hmm. I want mine signed. This is the one, yeah. And uh, But I was able to get the book, thanks to some special friends, and then I got to meet her, and I got to tell her. What she did for my recovery. And I even, you know, selfishly plugged and gave her my business card for my blog. Which is? TheRecoveringSasquatch.com. You're going to make me do this until I get it right, aren't hey, you? You got it, man. That um, flowed. <laughs>
0: flowed like that beard.
1: <laughs> and the one thought I walked away with is, you know, everyone tells you don't meet your heroes. And um, when it came to her, if she is your hero, if she is something that brought a huge part of light or a huge bit of light to your life, go meet her. She is the sweetest thing ever. Mm -hmm. And not only does she was she sweet, she made me feel loved and important. And in that long line and a couple of minute discussion, that was pretty cool. And that was probably one of the bigger highlights for me was getting to just meet her and at least tell her what she meant to me. Um, And then of course, you know, for me animals are always a good thing. Someone came in with this itty bitty little puppy chihuahua and I wanted to put it in my beard and take it home. But I didn't. I gave it back begrudgingly.
0: That was nice. (laughs) That's what you're supposed to do, Um, so that's good.
1: You know, that lady that came and gave me the The bracelet. I don't even know her name. That's probably one of my biggest regrets of the whole thing. Is I didn't at least know her, get her name to thank you, thank her appropriately. Outside of giving her a hug and saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um,
0: Yeah, and you know she gave two uh, bands, so uh, Kevin brought one to me and said, "Hey, you know," and I was in a great place to do it, so I just waited till I saw a person come by with a green band. Asked them if they were with themselves or with a group or anything like that, and found a person that was by themselves. Gave it to them, and they were exceedingly happy. Just that's just awesome. thrilled to be able to just pass that along and and, 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 and thank you for
1: thank you for doing that because I'm not good at that kind of thing. Um, I'm good at one on ones, but to just randomly approach a person like that, I'm not good at. So thank you for doing that to be able to help bless someone else. You know, I'm
0: that's that's my thing at Summit. Or at a recovery event, or at a prison event, I'm the guy going out and pressing the flesh. I go somewhere else, and I'm just quiet, sitting back, checking out the, uh, the, you know, wall with my back to it, and just you know, scanning it. It's, it's very interesting. People think that I'm super outgoing, and sometimes I am, but it's got to be in the right setting. But That's my 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 natural habitat is shy, uh, which people do not believe, but. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really true, that is my natural habitat, is, is shy. So um, got to meet Hosanna, got to get the book signed, got to do that, got to be in the big house with worship. Um, the, the highlight for me of Summit every year is the cross ceremony oh, yeah, and, and hearing the banging of those nails for minutes on end. There's Just constantly.
1: No words to describe. No, that.
0: no, it it, um, not adequately.
1: <laughs> that was definitely a powerful experience, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts that the spirit was moving mm-hmm. through that entire congregation. And you know, they gave me the card, and I started thinking, what do I need to write on this card? And. I pulled out my prayer journal because that's kind of where, you know, talk to God, do some thinking, mm-hmm. things appear. And I just started writing in that journal, listening to the worship band play worship music, hearing these hammers, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, you can definitely tell when a construction construction worker came by. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept writing and kept writing just so lost in this moment and yeah the Lord did reveal some things that I'm like okay gotcha I know where I need to go now or at least I know what direction I need to go and I think my only regret is that I didn't actually get up and go put anything on the cross <laughs> uh, you know I haven't
0: always put something on the cross but I have put stuff on the cross
1: but at the same token. The concept wasn't lost on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there were things that were...
0: There's nothing magic about nailing something to the cross. There's something cathartic about it. Well, it's, and it's an emotional experience for sure. And you can hear... I I love to just watch. I watched a person one time just absolutely bury the nail. I was like, this thing is not coming off this cross. You see other people just tap, tap, tap. But this person was like adamant. Like, this is going to... I'm not taking this with me. Yeah, I'm leaving this and, with Jesus.
1: And that's the part that that pictorial representation of literally leaving it at the cross. And if I bury that nail, I can't come back and get it. Yeah. If I just tap, 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 I probably wiggle that nail back out and mm-hmm. take it back with me. Which is probably, if you if you read my blog, I talk about it. I talk about it a lot in recovery. I'm really bad about putting it at the foot of the cross, get to the door, come back, pick it back up, and say, I, you, you got enough to deal with, I, let me, I'll just keep working on it.
0: Where can we read that?
1: On my blog, <laughs> <the recoverings laughs> at com, <squatch.com>, okay? <laughs> um, but I'm really bad about leaving it, you know, I'll go leave it there mm-hmm. for about five minutes. Right. And then I'm gonna take it back. Right. And, and... and, and levers remorse. <laughs> uh, yeah. It has nothing to do with my faith in God. It has everything to do with a lack of faith in myself. In other words, I don't feel that my problems are worth God's time. Yeah. Um. Which I guess in some ways does indicate a faith issue.
0: Well, it's, you know, I liken it to the dial and hang up. You know, when I was a kid, you could dial and hang up and nobody knew who was. There was no star 69. There was no... You know call or id or anything like that so you would call and there's a lot of girls who got a phone call from me and i would dial the number then hang up and then i would dial again and hang up and you know just didn't have the nerve to do it and and that's the way it is for me with god sometimes like i'm gonna put it here no i'm not I'm put it, no i'm not
1: yeah and and when that pictorial representation of nailing it to the cross pounding that nail into where you can't pull that off That is powerful
0: and And sometimes i want something right now uh and i'll take it and sometimes i can't back gosh almost you know 15 20 years ago now i used to be in a production at easter time of the living lord's supper uh at a local church here and i played judas and if you're not familiar with living lord's supper uh we set up on the stage there's a big uh frame around the stage, and then there's a scrim, a big piece like cheesecloth, and we shine a bright, bright, bright lights on the front of it from the outside, and all you can see is just the white scrim. And then when we turn down those lights and then turn on the stage lights, inside we reveal uh, Da Vinci's Last Supper painting. And so I was Judas, and then, you know, we'd have the choir would sing, and then they'd reveal the picture, and three of us would speak Answering the question <coughs> that Jesus posed, one of us is going to betray Jesus, and we would say, "Is it I? You know, am I the one?" And um, we had to remain still while people were talking, and so it was, you know, about a three-minute speech, so about nine to ten minutes per person. There's twelve up there, so we had to do that four times so that's 40 minutes and then there's songs in between and you can't move when the lights are on you know when the choir's singing they turn the lights back down so we can move and whatnot but sometimes you get a tickle you got a cough you got to scratch your nose and you're just sitting there like don't do it don't do it don't do it don't do it and that's me leaving it at the cross when the lights aren't on I'll scratch that nose I'll get a tickle in my ear and I will ram a Q-tip in there trying to break my eardrum to scratch the inside of my ear. Yeah. But sometimes I need to just leave the lights on and let God do the work.
1: Yeah. So for me, that that whole cross ceremony spoke volumes because of what it represents that I need to just stop taking it back. Yeah. And yeah. just leave it there.
0: Pretty powerful. If I could only do one thing at Summit, that would be the thing.
1: Um, probably one of the other big ones was they brought back workshops apparently this year. And I went to one on forgiveness and resentment. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of pointy sticks or a lot of objects throwing at my head. Um, not really, but he did a great job on it. And... One thing that I liked that he did about that one was when he started talking about forgiveness, he opened it up by describing what forgiveness is not. Mm. And I think that spoke to me because a lot of times we have this idea that forgiveness is this and this and this. But it's not. Yeah. And it's generally, I would... Wager it's not what most of us think it is. And it gets easier the more that we do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We had a discussion on forgiveness in the prison a couple weeks ago, and the question was posed that if I forgive, shouldn't I forget? Should I wipe it from my memory? And I said, Look, I got a little grandson that I just visited. He's, you know, four weeks old at the time. I changed his diaper and Oliver peed on me. I forgave Oliver. But the next time I changed his diaper, I was ready for him to pee on me again. I had a diaper ready covering everything up. It's like not going to happen again, buddy. I forgive you. I love you. But I remember that it happened. And 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 not with any animus or or anger or hostility
1: leads to preparation. Just,
0: just remember what it is. And and because we forgive stuff, especially some of the big things, that big hurts, us, forgiveness doesn't mean we're now best buddies and we have to have dinner every day. No. you know, It doesn't. It just means that I'm not carrying around the resentment, the anger, the hurt.
1: And the resentment is the part that keeps us down. Yeah. That's the part that keeps us being that hurt person, hurting other people.
0: Yeah. Poison I'm taking, hoping the other person dies. And yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and that one was just big on me because it got me thinking about the resentments that I still struggle to let go of you know and I've even toyed around with next time I go through my step study I'm working solely on resentment yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> because, how's that poison
1: taste you know it tastes wonderful in the moment mm-hmm. um, but those stomach cramps yeah take their toll yeah
0: yeah, no bueno.
1: I mean, the one thing I will say since I started doing Celebrate Recovery, I haven't built more resentment. Yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm letting go of things as they happen now. But there's some deep-seated ones that I am really struggling to let go of. Yeah. And work through. And that becomes very difficult. Yeah. And then it, you know, it, it leads to feeling like a hypocrite at times. You know, we got to forgive people... Oh, Kevin, you're not doing it either. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I painted a house one time, and the kids in the house had drawn with ink on the walls. And so we painted it, and it just kept coming through. And I had to finally scrape the paint and the the, the ink off the wall because the ink would just come through the paint. Even though I let the paint dry and then paint over, like three coats of paint, that ink would just find its way to the top. Like, here I am and um you know sometimes we have to scrape some walls before we can make them look the way we want.
1: Well, I find that interesting because I my first question is whenever i hear you paint something how many walls did you put a go kings go on?
0: Uh at least one of them. Okay. There's there's never a wall that doesn't have a go kings go to start with. <laughs> it's usually the biggest flattest wall. Yeah. So probably the living room. Uh it's the house Across the street and two doors down, <laughs> and we can go knock on the door and see if it's there. Uh, so, but
1: um, yeah, that ink—it's interesting because it does that because ink never truly dries. So when you get it wet, it immediately comes back to life and it's going to pull through. Yeah, and so all those resentments are the ink. Yeah, and. It doesn't matter what I do with my life until I deal with those resentments. Everything I'm doing and changing is being built on a poor foundation.
0: Yep. 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 No está bueno.
1: What? Yep. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to put a button in it there. Thanks for uh, spending your hour with us, Kev. Uh, Where can we read your stuff?
1: The recovering sasquatch.com
0: excellent uh check that out it it it's not necessarily always on friday but it tries to be around friday
1: lately i've kind of gotten in a bad habit of whenever something pops into my mind i write about it (laughs) nice nice um, friday is the goal
0: good well that's nice that we don't have to wait until friday we might get something early so that's that's a nice thing as well um so thank you for that kevin uh If you are interested in celebrate recovery summit it's going to be next year in uh, july you can go to celebrate for more information on that uh check out a local celebrate recovery in your area because you know hurt people hurt people and if we start getting over our hurts and hang-ups and habits we can start being healthier people and, and better for the folks around us so recommend that you look up a, a local Celebrate Recovery and just give it a try. Uh, try it four weeks in a row. It doesn't cost you much other than time. Uh, so uh, the worst thing that will happen is you'll get better. <laughs> uh, so And we have hot dogs. Yeah, well, at ours. Not Maybe not where uh, you're listening. That, that's fair, uh, but
1: we have hot dogs, so come visit us. Yeah,
0: so uh, hopefully we'll see you at a CR somewhere soon. And uh, Kevin, thank you for being here. One more time, the blog.
1: TheRecoveringSasquatch.com.
0: Thanks a bunch, and we will see you next time we mess Thanks. it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up Podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at mess Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up.